Malachi chapter 4, for behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. You know, we could stop right there and talk an awful long time on that. For behold, the day cometh that the earth shall burn as an oven. And at the proud, all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubbled. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branches. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness. Now that's not the one that rises in the morning. <laughs> that's the Son of Righteousness, God, Jesus Christ. Arise with healing in his wings, and shall go forth and grow up the calves as the stall. And you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. And the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb, for the Israel with the statutes and judgment. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just thank each one that's here. And Lord, we just thank you that uh, your word we can look and see and apply it to our lives and our hearts today. Help us be strong. Help us go through this world with you in heart and you in mind. Father, we just give you glory and all. In things in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. If you go through the dark place and never see Jesus, you miss the whole point because he's standing somewhere in the shadows. Just got to look for him. The Old, the Old Testament doesn't end uh, 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 with a blessing. The Old Testament doesn't end with rejoicing. The Old Testament doesn't end in a shout. The Old Testament ends in a curse tonight. From Malachi to the Gospels accounts is 400 years of darkness and silence. There was no prophet, there was no priest that come on the scene and stand and proclaim the word of God. And no one stood up and says, thus saith the Lord. There was no one to proclaim it. And in 400 years, people would have to look at each other and says, have you heard a word from God today? And all they could give an account is, I've heard of people hearing a word from God. 400 years it was silent. 400 years it was dark. Can you imagine how dark that must have been spiritually? Not hearing from God, but during these dark years also, Rome takes over. Rome comes in takes over Jerusalem. Now they're, they're, they're a conquered nation without a word from God. It's getting pretty dark. They're no longer the freedom they used to have. And this was going on from year after year after year. Generations came and gone. 400 years of darkness. Not a word from God. But 
a sweet thing came out of this darkness. I want to preach on the sweetest thing that ever come out of darkness. It came on the heels of the darkest time in the world had ever known. It's the longest, darkest time this world has ever seen. Look at Luke chapter number 2. You see, Luke chapter 2, ain't that a Christian message? No, that's an anytime message. <laughs> anytime you can talk about the Savior, no matter whether it's born or on the cross, it's an anytime message. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verse number 8, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, feeding, watching over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came up to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to some people, <laughs> which will be just to the Jews, no, shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babes wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass that the angels were gone away from them, them into the heavens. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now. Go even to the Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. You say, what's the sweetest thing to ever come out of the darkness? By far, without any exception, the sweetest thing to ever come out of the darkness was God's own Son. God's own Son. Sent in this world to be a light to this world. And you say, well, this is a Christmas message. No, like I said, this is an anytime message because we all need to get a hold of it. It is the greatest thing that's ever happened to this world. The greatest thing that uh, showed up in the dark was God's baby boy. And I know that the pastor's Past messages were about trials and getting uh, help in the times of uh, darkness. And since I started preaching this darkness out of the darkness, it seems a lot of people are going through dark places in their own life since this has started. But God says there is help in the dark places. But let me just say this. The only reason that you're able to come out and through those dark places because God's only Son is there with you. You're not in that dark place by yourself. The only reason why you're survived to go through another one is because God's seen you through that one. Amen? If it had not been for God's Son coming down in this world, You'll never made it through another trial. You'll never made it through another storm. You'll never made it through another valley. His son in the dark place 
You'll never make it through a heartache. You'll never be able to dry another tear. You'll never be able to walk through those times of heartaches. The sweetest thing to ever come out of the dark place is the sweetest thing is God's own son. I'm going to give you three quick, three really quick, and this is not a Christmas message. And, and if, like this, no, I don't want to get, I'll be here all night on that. <laughs> there are some that we can look at and, 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 and deal with, but I want to hit those that would hit us the most in their dark places that we see those dark places. But this, this here, dark place here, is the one that brings light to your life. And that's what we need in a dark place, something that brings light into that darkness that we may be able to see. And, and there's three little things I want to show you about this uh, sweetest thing out of the dark place. And first is the incarnation in verse number 11. And I love this, for unto you. For unto just the Jews. For unto those that really get a hold of it. No, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Isaiah said, there is no God else beside me, just God, a just Savior. There's none beside me. In other words, God of heaven said, I am the Savior. And these angels said, that God of heaven is the Savior, is the one that's laying in that manger right there. Listen, this is not done by accident. Paul said, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. In other words, great, the greatest mystery in the Bible is not the, who the Antichrist is, but we all like to point them out. Amen. We've all thought someone that's been in government was the Antichrist. We, we all said, but the Bible says that's not the greatest mystery in the Bible. The greatest mystery in the Bible is not who's the bride of Christ. It's not the greatest mystery. So what's the greatest mystery in the Bible? Paul said without conversary. Conversary. It's not up for debate. It's not even up for questions. And without and controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in flesh, justified in the spirit, sees an angel God preach unto the Gentiles, bleed on the world, and received unto glory. The greatest mystery that has ever been that has perplexed the minds of doctors, scholars, and Christian people today, that God would come into the flesh. The God that measured the water with the palm of his hand. The God that would span the heavens and earth with the span of his hand. The God that hung the stars, moon, and everything in the place, got everything. That God... 
come down and be born in a manger. I'm perplexed. I, I, I can't explain that. I, I, don't, I don't understand why he would do that. It's the sweetest thing to ever come out of the darkness tonight. To think about that voice on Mount Sinai, that thunder, and, and the people were shaking and they were scared, and they looked over at Moses. You need to go talk to that voice. We're not going there. I, I just can't understand that now he's in a manger. I don't understand that. That's, that's my God. That's my God. You say, why in the world would he do all of that? I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. He left the glory of heaven for you and I tonight. Isaiah said, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name, and I love this name, Emmanuel, which means God be with us. God is with us. He didn't say a prophet was coming. He didn't say a priest was coming. He didn't say a king was coming, although he was a prophet, although he was a priest, and although he was a king. It was the God of heaven. In the body of flesh, come to bring the light to a dark, dying world, the incarnation. I, I wish I could explain it all to you. I just can't. I don't understand it myself why God would do what God did. So much man that he fell asleep in the boat, but he's also so much God that when he stood and spoke, the wind ceased and obeyed. He was so much man that he wept at uh, 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 Lazarus' tomb, but yet he was so much God that when he called him forth, he stepped out. He was so much God, man that he died on the cross, but yet so much God that on the third day, he rose again. That's my God. There, there are those, and I, I, I don't understand this, but there are those Say, he was not God until he was baptized. And then when he died, the Spirit left him before he died. So he died, he was born as a man and died as a man. Well, that's not biblical. That's not biblical. The first breath he took was God. And the last breath he took on the cross, he was still God. I, I can't explain that. I can't explain that. That's the incarnation day. I, I read a story a long time ago. This family from Manchester, England was on a vacation trip and they packed up the wife husband and two kids 
heading on a vacation trip, went to the mountains, and they're going around the mountain curves and all that, just like, and when he went around one curve, there was a truck in the way, and he hit the car head on, boom. He was able to get himself out and his two children out before he could get to his wife, the car caught on fire. Boom, it caught on fire, and he could see his wife and I struggling to get out and couldn't get out. And finally, emergency vehicles got there and put the flames out, took her to the hospital, and it, it def she was defigured. She had hairs burned off, skin. I mean, she looked bad. Finally, about six weeks later, she was able to go home, but when she got home, she locked herself into her room and would not come out. Her husband would come and knock on the door, Honey, come and join us, come and join us. I can't let anybody see me the way I look. He'd keep coming to her, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, asking the surgery. They said, that we, done, we done done all we can do. We done done the drives and skin cry. We done done all we can do. We can't do no more. And she steadily just withdrew from herself, from her husband and her kids. I don't want people to see me like this. I don't want to be like this. So one day he heard about this doctor that works miracles done great things with burnt patients and everything. He called that doctor up and made an appointment with that doctor. He goes to see that doctor and he tells him the story about his wife, how the accident happened, how disfigured her and scarred her up and everything and, uh, and uh, just done had all these things and everything. And the doctor says, I'm just going to be real honest with you. I can do good things but the conditions that she's in, I don't think she's ever going to get better than what she is right now. <laughs> Man said, hold up, doctor, hold up. You missed the whole point of this. You missed the whole point of this meeting. He, he said, what's the point of me? I don't want you to try to fix her up. I want you to make me look like her. Says, I, I love her so much, and I don't want her to feel so separated, so make me look like her, and that will help her. How would God come into this wretched old body, sinful, messed up, scarred up, burned up, heading to hell? Why would God come inside of me? Why would he come inside me? To make me look like him. To make me look like him. I, I don't I can't explain why he does what he does, but I love what he does. Just sung that song. There's no lowly friend like the Jesus. There's no friend like Jesus. He knows all our struggles. The sweetest thing out of the darkest place in the incarnation. How long should I look? Carnation. Every day. Study about it, read about it every day for as long as you can. I tell you how long until Jesus comes back. Study what God has done for you and I by coming in this world. You can study it till it comes back, and you never figure out why He came. You'll never figure it out. We see the incarnation. We see the invitation in verse number 10. 
An angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all Jews. All those that uh, walk upright and smell right. No, he says, I bring it to all people. It doesn't matter what race, what creed. It doesn't matter where you're at or what you've done. He said, I bring it to all people. It's not, it's not just God came down. Now he invites me into himself. I, I know he came for the lost seed of Israel. We didn't say, I'll bring you good tidings to just Israel. No. He said to everyone. Everyone. Watch the invitation. For unto you, it is you, is born today in the city of David for you, a Savior. The, the invitation still stands tonight. Have you ever responded to the invitation of God? Have you ever responded to the Savior? And I'm not asking your neighbor, I'm asking you, have you responded to the invitation when he's called? And he's called every one of us at once. Everyone in this building, the Savior was born for you. Amen. Not for a select few, everyone. And I, I'm talking about the Savior for every sinner, for every lost, hell-bound person. God will save you tonight. He showed up in the same way in everybody's darkness and everybody's light as the light in the darkness. That's God. There's no friend like the lowly Jesus. Paul said, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in an earthly vessel. When you was in your darkness, when you were in your sin, God sent his son down. 400 years of darkness, no prophet out of the darkness. The light showed up. And when you're in your darkness of your sin, the light showed up. God showed up in your condition. He showed up with the blood of Calvary. He showed you the Savior and drew you to himself with an invitation. Be saved. The greatest mystery has ever been known. The incarnation, the invitation, let me say this, the information, verse number 16. There are some people that's going to inform somebody of this. These shepherds heard the gospel call they gone and they seen the baby lying in the manger, verse 16, and they came with, 
with haste and, and without and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told unto them concerning this child. And all they heard is wonderful. And all those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now watch this. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they have seen and heard and seen as it was told unto them. What's the sweet thing now? They left from incarnation. They left from uh, invitation. And now they left with some information. They're telling everybody by what they saw. They said, you ain't going to believe what we seen. You ain't going to believe what we heard. They came. They saw. And they're telling. Can, is that any difference than what you and I are supposed to be doing? We came. We saw the great work he did in our lives. And all he's saying is go tell people. Go tell people. Go tell people how he made a difference in your life tonight. You come, you saw, go tell. I think sometimes we we're looking for the next great truth. We're waiting for something to expound greater than what we already know in the Word of God. We don't we miss out on the greatest basic truth of God. That He saved you. God has shown you the truth. And now He expects some you to go tell someone else about it. You can't get no basic than that. That's exactly what God wants us to do. I, I wonder tonight if anyone here has told anybody about Jesus this past week. That's what he expects of us. To go tell somebody about him. Even as a babe, we ought to tell somebody about him. His life, we ought to tell somebody about him. But you need to tell everybody about the cross and what he's done for them. I wonder, have you told anybody about Jesus this past week? I, I love the song, I'm Just a Nobody, telling everybody about somebody who can save them. And that's what we should be doing. If you're, listen to me, if you're willing to look for someone, God would put someone in your path. But you got to be willing. Lord, I want to tell somebody what you have done for me. And you're willing to tell that person, God will bring that person to you. He'll put them right in front of you. Lord, I, I want to tell somebody how I got off drugs. And it wasn't by my power, it wasn't by anybody else. It was the old power, you got me out. I, I want to tell somebody, God will put somebody in your face. Lord, I want to tell somebody how I got off that alcohol. It was running my life. I was going to the ditch. I was getting ready to go under for the last time. But you pulled me out. I want to tell somebody.
God will put somebody in your place. Are you willing to tell them? You got to be willing to tell them. Amen. I'm willing to 